Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to our fourth episode. Today we are going to be talking about lukewarm Christianity, which is something that we realized we've mentioned in other episodes, but we never explained. And we were like, oh dang, this really needs some explanation because it's a big deal and it is a big part of our testimonies. I know mine, big time, so. It's also kind of a scary, scary thing to record. Um, just as like we were kind of making, thinking, you know, researching and making our outlines and whatnot, we were like, oh, this isn't going to be the easiest episode for us to sit down and talk about. So we really hope it, you know, means something mm-hmm. you, to you guys to listen mm-hmm. to or it's something you are interested in about hearing. But yeah, um, it's not necessarily going to be one of our fun, chatty episodes, but it's really important. So just bear with us and yeah, let's just Dive right it? in. Go in. All right. Okay. So I think the, um, not I think, I know the first place we should always go to is the Bible to um, just find the definitions and find what lukewarm Christianity really is. So in Revelations 3, 14 through 22, it's an entire passage about this church um, and this church of Laodicea. And this church was known for being lukewarm. So they were neither cold, which um, we would normally categorize that as like an unbeliever, and they were neither hot, which we, you know, in today's world, be like on fire for God. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a term we would use to describe it. So they were just this place in the middle. They were this lukewarm people. Um, So Ella's going to read part of that to you in Revelations 3. Yeah, so I'm just going to read a little chunk of it. Um, I'll read verse 15 through 18. So this says, I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and solve to put on your eyes so you can see. So there's a little snippet of it, but we really encourage you guys to read the whole passage on your own. Exactly. Um, I think we should probably start with giving a little bit of backstory about the town of Laodicea. Um, So Laodicea was known as a very wealthy town. They were just known for their material possessions. They sold black wool. They um, were a very big medical community and like a banking. So they were just like top of the top. You know, they had it all. Exactly. A very prosperous town. Um, And they also didn't have their own water source, which meant they had to pipe in water from about five miles away using underground um, aqueducts. So since all their water had to be piped in, it was neither hot or cold. It was just this lukewarm, stale, icky state. Mm -hmm. And kind of like we were talking about earlier about coffee and how like, you know, we have iced coffee and hot coffee, but... (laughs) yeah. 
Lukewarm coffee is disgusting. Maybe you don't like coffee at all and you think it's all disgusting, but take it from coffee lovers. You either want it boiling hot or cold. Ice cold, exactly. But like, yeah, that lukewarm part is like, mm, yeah, I think I'll pass now. Mm-hmm. But the people in Laodicea were like, they understood this. And I think that's exactly why it was being explained to them in terms of water. Mm-hmm. They're like their spiritual problem was being explained to them in terms of water because they understood it. They were like, yeah, this, this is disgusting. This is bad. And, um, what lukewarm Christianity kind of is in this sense is it's being like complacent and not realizing their need. And that's exactly what the Laodiceans were struggling with. They were just self-satisfied with their material wealth that they lost focus. Mm -hmm. They were just so focused on the things of this world that, um, you know, their relationship with God was just being diminished they were right, suffering from right. that right and i think that all not all americans but christian americans or christians living in first world countries in general can really understand this because we are not walking 5 miles to a well to get water that's full of bacteria every day we can turn on the faucet and water is right there we have such easy lives that it's so easy to just fall into a place of lukewarmness because we are not dying every day because we don't have water, you know? Yeah, like, it's easier to put your faith in something, you know, greater than yourselves when you don't know if food's going to show up the next day on the table. You're like, wow, I really need to trust and pray and whatever in someone because you don't have that checkbook that's like, yeah, it's going to show up tomorrow because I'm going to pay for it. Right, it's not like... I'm going to get a job and I'm going to make money and I'm going to support myself and take care of myself and life is good. That's self-sufficient. Right. Self-sufficient attitude. And that attitude is really what, what makes us this complacent and, Mm -hmm. you know, this root of being lukewarm. And I've heard, you know, nothing makes God's people examine their hearts faster than suffering. Like, we can be like, oh, suffering, like, I want to get out now. Pray, like, that God would remove all of this. But normally that suffering is what brings us closer to him. It's what draws us closer. And God uses that in our oh, lives yeah. to strengthen us and it's guide so us. so true. So true. Um, I think another part of lukewarm faith is just walking the walk, talking the talk, and not really loving God with your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole mind, everything in you. Because, like, we can live double lives, if that makes sense. Like, show up to church on Sunday, say what we need to say um, to keep people happy and to keep our place in heaven. And, like, okay, God, I showed up to church, I read my Bible five of the seven days this week, so we're good, right? I'm going to go to that party and do things I probably shouldn't do and hang out with people I probably shouldn't hang out with. And it's just like having one foot in the door and one foot out. And God tells us in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, you can't love the world and your sin and God at the same time. You can't have both. It does not work that way. But we try to make it work, and it just... uh, Yeah, God doesn't call us to that. You were talking about, you know, going to church because, you know, other people are watching us, and it's what we're supposed to do. And it's really that check-off-the-box mentality of, oh, yep, did that, check the box. You know, we just did an episode on how to read the Bible. Oh, read my Bible. You know, these people taught me how to do it. Oh, I'm doing it right. Yep, check the box. Mm -hmm. We're good. But, like, if your heart posture isn't there, 
you're still going to do like what you said, where your foot is in one side of the door and your foot's in the other side. So you're going to walk up and when you're faced with a hard decision and you normally know, we, you know, if you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, you know, you know, if it's a bad decision, you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I should not be doing that, but it's what my friends are doing. And it sounds like fun. And I'm going to be ridiculed and looked at weird if I don't do this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it anyway. And we, we play that game all the time. We're just this wishy-washy in between. And that's really like what lukewarm Christianity is, is this people that are like, yep, I know I'm not fully in and I'm not that crazy Christian who's like, oh, you know, throwing Bibles at people (laughs) on the street. (laughs) Yeah. Or who's like following, you know, every command literally and doing that. You know, we've seen that in our lives. We're like, wow, they really are taking this to heart. Like, Mm -hmm. whoa. Mm -hmm. But we're kind of just, we're stepping back and we like to compare ourselves to others of like, yep, I'm not as bad as them. Yeah. Yeah. Lukewarm people like to choose what's popular over what's right because we're concerned about the judgment of man more than judgment of God. And it's true. I do it all the time in my life. I do that thing I know isn't right. I say that thing I know isn't right. But I'm like, well, people, I care about what people think. I, people are watching. And I just don't, it's the loving the world and loving God again. We love our sin. We do. Yeah, and that's what causes this lukewarm complacency is we're not ready to give it all up. And so we hold on to it and we're mm-hmm. just sitting here and we're like, yeah, I love God, but maybe not enough to give that up or yeah. not enough to whatever. And that's not what God calls us to do. Right. We're right. a living sacrifice to him. Mm-hmm. And that does not mean... Don't take this as saying, like, we're never going to mess up. And, like, if you mess up, you're not fully devoted to God. No, 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 no. Like I said, like, we're a living sacrifice. And living sacrifices means you can crawl off the altar. Like, I can get up and, like, crawl off and be like, ooh, maybe not today. You know, mm-hmm. can get scared. Like, I'm still going to sin. It's, you know, I can't sit here and say, we're saying, like, the bad choice of, like, you know, choosing to go to the party or whatever. Like, I'm still going to sin. So there's going to be days where I mess up and I might choose to go. But... It's all about your heart posture and like, yes, I might sin. Well, I will. It's a guarantee as being a human. But if you're like suppressing the Holy Spirit convictions and being like, yeah, well, it's not that bad. So, and I like it. So whatever. God, like, he still loves me. It's cool. There's a difference between that and sinning and truly having a repentant heart and being sorry for it and wanting to do better and relying on God to help you to do better. Oh, exactly. Um, The Bible talks about how there's really only three, three spiritual temperaments. And we touched on this a little before, like there's cold, there's lukewarm, and there's hot. And kind of like what hot is, is it's um, like a fever in spirit. And in Romans 12, 11, um, let me pull it up. I've got it up on my Bible. Romans twelve eleven. it says, Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. And that's the people where, where as we were talking about before, where they look like they're on fire for God. They're fervent in spirit and they're mm-hmm. feeling that. They're like, yes, I'm excited to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I know this is right. Come on, let's go do this. Right. And I think, too, we definitely, at least for myself, go through phases. So, like... After coming back from Bible camp for a week, I've my soul is on fire. I'm really excited. I just spent a whole week like immersed in the word and God. 
and I'm on fire. And then I just fall into routine with school and life and everything going on. And then you kind of go back to that lukewarm place in your life. So it's not like you're always on fire or you're always lukewarm. Like you can change. Oh yeah. There's definitely parts of my life that are lukewarm. Like I struggle with certain areas of my faith. And I think also just want to make the point that like we're fueled by the Holy Spirit. So when Ryan like made that point of like being on fire for God, it's not us. Like it's not me who's on fire. Mm-hmm. It's God through me. Right. And that's like the whole point of like our name and everything. It's not me, but it's you. Like it's never us. It's always him. Just like I want to be very careful to just like say that out loud that none of this like we're just saying oh like you're lukewarm because you do this 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 out of the wrong heart and you're not completely stepped in right and two makes me think of in acts peter and john and all the apostles we look at them and we're like wow they are just amazing on fire for the lord i could never get to that level they they knew jesus so like it's different for them whatever but it says many times Peter and John and all these apostles say themselves this is not us it's the Holy Spirit speaking through us and working through us it's all God it's all the Holy Spirit it really is yeah that actually while you're reading that made me think of in Acts 4 as well me and Ella actually both read this the other day at a Bible study and um I think it was, ooh, is it Peter and John? Was that who? Yep. Yeah, and anyway, they um, were standing in front of the Sadducees, and um, they were making some comments and whatnot, and the Sadducees walked away, and they were like, that couldn't have been them that talked. They were like, they're uneducated, regular, run-of-the-mill guys, like, there's no way. Yeah, they're like, there's no way that could have come from them. But it came from their Holy Spirit, uh-huh. and that's what poured out of them. Yep. And also, like, before that in the passage, it says, like, 5,000 people were saved that day. Mm-hmm. And that was because of Peter was, and John's Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, it was God because of the them. Holy Spirit. It wasn't because they knew Jesus, they walked with Jesus. No. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about reasons why we become lukewarm we mentioned you know living in first world countries life is easy for us but to um in mark chapter 4 jesus gives a parable of seeds planted and how it represents people so some people might be planted among the weeds and the thorns well they're not going to last very long because they are with non-believers So their faith isn't going to last very long and they abandon it and they become lukewarm. And I think that's like really an encouragement to surround yourself with fellow believers and people who, um, you know, believe the same thing as you because when life gets hard and when you have to face that hard decision, like it's awesome to have people backing you up. Like if you know that like you're wishy-washy in certain areas and it's harder for you to cling to God in certain areas, like get people to back you up. Mm -hmm. Like that support and that encouragement is how we help fight this heart posture of being lukewarm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And two, Jesus talks about people who are planted, but they have no root. So when the wind comes through, they're blown away. They're done for. So we who have no root in the word when that hardship comes through our life our faith is abandoned that's it exactly we're relying on the world our worldly possessions 
everything else is satisfying us and we think we're just good enough to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Just good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two, there's people who they become a believer, but the seed planted doesn't get any water. So they're really excited about it, but they're not getting into the word. They're not getting to a good church and they don't have that Christian community. So they just die. Yeah, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they they don't have that network of people behind them. That's really hard. Like, I feel for those people. Oh, that would be... Yeah. My faith has grown so much because of the people that have taken me by the hand and said, here, like, look... I don't want to say, like, look what I do, because that's not, that's not right. But look... Like, I've seen what they're doing and how they're living their life for God, and I want to replicate that in my own. And because they've taken my hand and said, hey, just walk with me. Like, see how I do life. That's how I've grown the most. Mm -hmm. So I feel for those people who, you know, don't have that. And use that as an encouragement. You know, if I know we don't all have this figured out. And don't wait till you've got it figured out because you're going to be waiting forever. But, (laughs) you know, be that. Be that help for someone. You know, hold their hand. Help them walk through life. Yeah. I... Oh my goodness, community is such a big part of my testimony and who I am today, which, hint, hint, wink, wink, next episode, testimonies, (laughs) but, so I won't get too into it if I'm going to talk about it later, but community is so important, so important, and it really helps you combat lukewarm Christianity. Oh, 100%, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, we've talked about being a lukewarm, lukewarm (laughs) Kristen and it's hard to hear it really is but I think we need to talk about too what we do like someone might be listening to me like oof yeah I'm a lukewarm Christian but now now what how do I change this kind of like what Ella was saying what we do about this um repentance like a repentant heart you know you might realize you've got issues we all have got issues but (laughs) You know, once you, you realize that, you really need to lay it out before God and say, you know, God, like, I'm so sorry. You know, mm-hmm. can you help me through this? Like, will you please forgive me of what I've done? And pray for strength. Like, God doesn't ask us to have it all together, but, you know, we're talking about the God of the universe. We most certainly can ask him to help us, you know, and um, kind of a prayer that I've been praying lately is like, your will be done. Like, your will be done. and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more than just being like, oh my goodness, God, I recognize that I'm lukewarm. I'm so sorry. Please help me change. And then doing nothing about it. It's not, it's not going to work that way. You Repentance is a lot more than just that. Total repentance is a change in your whole life rather than just a change in attitude or feeling bad about it. You, total repentance... You're going to act on that and you're going to let the Holy Spirit convict you and help you to take that next step in your life that it is calling you to take so that you can get out of this lukewarm area. Yeah, if you're a lukewarm Christian and, you know, you make a mediocre like, oh, yeah, I realize that I should do something about that, but don't make, you know, an effort to to change, to change that. Yeah. Like, you're going to stay in that, that trap forever and like we were talking about before, the biggest thing I would tell people to do is number one, get down on your knees in prayer. Number two, 
open that Bible. Oh, yeah. And start searching. But number three, find people to help you through that. Because I understand that if you've never read your Bible before, it's hard to stay consistent. It's hard to keep doing it. It's hard to know what to do. Like, even you can listen to our episode and you can be on fire and read your Bible for a couple days. But if you don't have someone, like, keeping you accountable, holding you accountable for that, it's so hard to keep doing it. So, like, if you understand that you're in this trap of being lukewarm like I would just encourage you um, to do your best to find people to you know help cultivate that true relationship with God yeah and ask God to bring people to your life that will help you and really spending time with God that's the way that's the way you're going to combat lukewarmness in your life just really praying honestly wanting God to just transform your heart and just create a fire in your soul for him so that your whole life just reflects the gospel and reflects who God is. And I mean, the only way we can get to that point is through God because our sinful human beings can't, we can't get to that place in our life. No, I would also say to listen to your Holy Spirit. We all know it's there and it's sometimes that hard voice where we're like, I'm going to ignore this today. You know, don't, that's hard. And normally listening to your Holy Spirit, like it's doing the scary thing. It's being open and honest about sin and pulling some aside and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Or it's going out of your way to talk to someone because your Holy Spirit's like, Hey, I want you to talk to them. Or it's opening your Bible when you want to watch another episode of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like listening to those Holy Spirit convictions normally involves doing the hard thing. Yeah. Definitely. It takes discipline and you really have to rely on God to do it. And I mean, we're sitting here saying like, you have to do this, you have to do that. But like, you guys, we struggle with this too. It's in areas of our lives for sure. And I can't tell you how many times I have been on fire and then slipped into a lukewarm phase and then having to recognize that and be like, okay, Jesus, oh, I need you. Things things are not good without you. Like I slipped into this lukewarm phase and then getting back into it, it takes discipline and it is hard. But we, like we read in Revelation, Jesus does not like lukewarm Christians. Yeah, like we read in Revelations, it said like he spit out the lukewarm Christians. He's like, you guys aren't profitable. Like you're not cold, so you're not searching after anything, and you're not hot. You're not. Right. You're just in this place of like, just a sitting duck on water. Right. I also wanted to just make sure that we make a note before we, you know, just make sure this is in here. We're talking a lot about like this lukewarm Christian and how you can get back on track and whatnot, and that normally requires something of you, and just making a note of like it's not your good works that saves you. Like there's this, this, these two ties of my works are a representation of my faith, but they're not what saves, what Mm -hmm. saves me. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I don't know. You want to do what Jesus wants because you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit in you. We just have a desire to live our life for Christ, to just live for Christ Mm -hmm. and do what he wants. And, um, you can't, that's not what saves you. We just want to make that clear. Yeah. Very, very clear because I think it's easy to talk about what we should do because we know like 
I know when I've made some of these changes in my life, like the impact it's had and how I've changed as a person because I've, you know, started reading my Bible more, started getting, you know, hitting my knees in prayer and being like really pouring my heart out to God and whatnot. And that's ultimately changed me, but it's not what I've done that's changed me. Mm -hmm. It's God in me. Right, right. Yeah. And it's hard too because a lot of times with lukewarmness, it's like checking off the box. Like we kind of mentioned reading the Bible, going to church, like, oh, I was baptized. I did, I take first communion. Like I come from a Christian family, whatever. But that's, that's not really finding your security in God's grace alone. Finding your security in God's grace alone is being saved, praying the prayer, identifying that you can't do anything to make it into the kingdom of heaven. It's all God. And then because you have God in your life and because you are saved, then you can um, just follow his commandments and do what God's will is for your life. Exactly. It's one before the other. And we have to really remember that not to get those mixed up of like, oh, I'm a good person. And now I can be saved. No, God will take the murderer off the street. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he'd love to. Right. Because he loves us all. So, yeah. That's what lukewarm Christianity oh, is, yeah. guys. <laughs> Oof. Well, so we have a whole list of like yeah, checkpoints. Like, lukewarm Christians do this, lukewarm people do that. So, like, if you're still struggling, you need to identify where you're lukewarm in your life or whatever that may be. We have a whole list. Like, I think it's 18, yeah, there's 18 checkpoints of them. and. They have verses backing them up, so definitely, definitely go look at that. We will put it in our description. Yeah, definitely make a note. They're all scripture-based. Like, there's scripture behind each one of these. It's not just something we pulled out and are like, lukewarm people do this. It's like, no, like, this is what the Bible says we need to be doing, and yeah. Yeah, so definitely go look up those verses, check it out, identify where you're lukewarm in your life, and just start um, relying on the Holy Spirit to combat that. Just a reminder, like, don't beat yourself up. We, me and Ella have lukewarm Christian oh my parts of our faith. Yes. Like, we're all struggling. We're all in this struggle bus place called Earth. And, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why it was so hard for me to do this. <laughs> like, I was telling Addie, last night I literally had a mental breakdown over this episode because I was like, I cannot record this. I cannot do this because... I have lukewarm areas in my life, and I am just so not qualified. It's going to be bad, whatever. But you know what? God God uses, uses broken us. people. <laughs> oh, yes. the holy. We're just relying on God to get us through this episode and just speak to other people. And we relate to all of you listening because, like we said, we are very lukewarm in many areas of our life. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And if you have the time, we would love it if you guys would leave us a review on iTunes and whatnot. If you just give us, you know, the five stars, write a little something that helps us um, just be known or like Mm -hmm. it puts us farther up in the algorithm of iTunes so that more people um, can find us. Also, follow us on social media. We've got an Instagram and we now also have a Facebook. So that would just be not me, but you productions. I believe they both are. Um follow it you know the best way we're gonna grow is by word of mouth so tell your family and friends like if you enjoyed it that would mean the world to us if Mm -hmm. you could you know return the favor by doing that so thank you so much for listening we hope um you hope 
We hope you got a little something out of this. It was a little scary for us to record, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect. And we ask our supporters to always fact check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me, but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.